You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer, producer, and my next novel is coming out in April, Lost and Found in Paris. I'm the youngest sister, and today our question of the day is most memorable Olympic moment so far. Liz, what do you have for us? Okay, I'm Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica. I'm the middle sister. I am a marketer, and I got to say, I am just loving that free ski, big air. I mean, my God, those, and it's big Gen Z energy there too. So, and it's the, part of it is just the vocabulary. You got your tricks, you got your grabs, you got your kicks, you got your spins, and you have my all-time favorite Olympic word, amplitude, sisters. <laughs> Amplitude. <laughs> Julie, how about you? Hi, this is Julie Dolan. I'm a podcaster and I'm in Dallas, Texas. I'm the oldest sister as well. Well, for me, it's easy. It's Camilla Valieva, the 15-year-old figure skating sensation. I mean, what she's skating at a different level. What she's doing on the ice, nobody has done. She looks completely different than everybody else on the ice. It's effortless. It's graceful. She reminds me so much of the Russian ballerinas that I would see when I lived in Moscow, that they were just dancing at a different level. So I'm thrilled by her. Yes. Oh, thrilled by her. Well, I really, really enjoyed seeing an American man totally out of the blue win a silver yesterday in the giant slalom, which is one of my favorite events. They're over at Alpine skiing, Ryan Cochran Siegel. And the fact that his mom had won the gold 50 years ago, I mean, choke up is really something. And he's he was has an impressive story came back from a huge injury a year ago so to see him get that victory after he hadn't really been skiing so well and was really down on himself amazing love it i mean i love the alpine skiing and love that all right we're going to talk a little bit more about the olympics um if you're new to satellite sisters maybe you don't know but we love the olympics (laughs) uh so if we could we'd spend the whole hour talking about the olympics but we're not going to do that because there's other stuff we need to talk about um queen elizabeth made a surprise announcement um this week so uh julie dolan is dusting off the royal report and she's i've got some analysis for you sisters as well as you know our facebook group a satellite sisters facebook group has been very active on this topic there's quite a debate going on Mm, okay we're going to tap into some of liz's expertise we have a couple of work-related questions thoughts and comments on um what happened last week at cnn when jeff sucker was resigned unexpectedly for a workplace issue. And then Liz, I have a question for you about um, work emails. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Leanne, yeah, your pep talk provoked a discussion, which is that's what it's for. So let's have a discussion. Okay. Julie, you have a bunch of trends for us. A lot of really fun words to say. New vocabulary that you definitely have to incorporate uh, into your life. That's for sure. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Also, we have an entertaining sisters and um, some exciting cooking with Liz news as always, really as always. (laughs) Okay. But first, just a little Olympic roundtable, a little chit chat about the Olympics. You know, here's the thing. Obviously the Olympics this year in Beijing, 
And that's problematic for many, many reasons, most of which are human rights violations. Uh, the other, which is Beijing, not really a winter town. <laughs> and there's no real snow or sort of green mountains that we're used to. Not great. It's really a shame. Like, had the IOC, well, I don't know about the IOC. I can't begin to discuss their motivations, but wouldn't it have been great in the middle of this pandemic to have a really fantastic, neutral winter Olympics yeah. with actual snow, like in Norway, you know? Oh, or, that was or, a fun one. Lillehammer is adorable. The little, the little reindeer. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so many cute sweaters. Oh, it was I great. Know. We learned about the culture. Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah. This is like, we just only can look at the athletes because we don't want to look at anything else happening. And that just is depressing. You know, we yeah. could have really used something uplifting instead of something uplifting, but with an asterisk, like it's great to see the athletes, but everything else I'm sort of boycotting, like even the opening ceremonies, I didn't even watch it because I couldn't, I just didn't feel like it. I didn't feel like supporting that anymore. No, I agree with you, Leon. You know, they, everything is fine. That's the big comment from the missing tennis star Peng Shui, who, you know, who made comments and then she was kind of disappeared for a while. She has now given an interview. She's come back uh, to say, oh, everything's fine. There's nothing to see here. I didn't make any of those comments. And that is just sort of what the whole Olympics feels like. They they want us to believe that everything is fine, but right. it's not, right? right. There's, yeah. uh, there's no spirit. There are no fans. We've got that artificial snow. You have the constant threat of COVID. You have the restrictions. So, and no one's buying into this. Everything is fine. Right. So. Right. So if you just stay focused on the athletes, though, there is still joy there. They're excited to be there. I mean, is it me or do these athletes are just so young now? I mean, they're yes. very young, like those big air athletes. They're teenagers. Yes. They're oh, my God. Grown ups. Big, big Gen Z energy. Yeah. How about that double cork 1620 last <laughs> night, girls? You know, that was that impressive. Was, One of the things I like about the free ski, just the big air, is that these, you know, these young women, they just get up there and they just knock it out, right? Yeah. It's not, it's just a hill, right? They right. don't even have poles. There's no fancy equipment. The top of the hill, it's just a guy with a clipboard saying, okay, you go. And then they just, they just bang it out. So, I mean, that double cork 1620 that, that Eileen Gu did, okay, just so you understand, that is the skier spinning four and a half times while rotating twice off axis, 20 feet in the air. She had never done that in practice and she had never done that in competition. Man, that is fantastic. Yeah. I, I don't know. How, I just don't know how as a parent you could watch oh some God, of those no. things. No. I, I can't imagine sitting there watching your child do that. But, you know, I, I say that now about almost every sport. So I guess that's why I'm really old. Like, oh, are their knees going to make it? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I hope their back is okay after that. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, Lee, and you mentioned Ryan Cochran Siegel, who they call RCS, right? Yeah. So if you were watching last night, you, so let's just call him RCS. You know, his injury a year ago was he broke his neck. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty unbelievable that he's back a year later. I mean, I'm having just worked my way through an injury. Like, wow, you broke your neck a year ago and now you're back winning a silver medal. And the and his mom live from Vermont, like in her pajamas on the 50th anniversary of the day she won her gold. You can't make this stuff up. 
That's right. why we love the Olympics. Right. Well, he was very emotional. I mean, he, he broke was. his neck in a terrible accident. Now he didn't just break his neck falling on the ice. He, he broke it in a downhill, a terrible okay. accident. Uh, so anyway, it's just, it's been, it's been fun to watch the athletes, Julie, the figure skating. That's your, that's yes. your thing. Those yeah. Russian women are killing. I know uh, they're, they're just, they're, they're cut above. They're the class above. And you just have to give that to them and to their artistry and their, their athleticism as well. So um, good for them. I did get a last night during the men's short program. I got a funny text from our sister, Monica. She just said, at this point in my life, I'm good with the short program. The long, <laughs> the long program is too long. She's got a good point there. It was, it was stressful, stressful watching all of them, but Nathan Chen and everyone, like, I hate the word redemption. Like, he doesn't owe us anything, right? right. But it was great to see all of them perform so well last night. That was right. exciting. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. I was happy for him because uh, he's just super talented. So you, you, it's great to see people who can make the most of their moment after yeah. years and years and years of work. So we'll continue to watch, but we'll keep our blinders on. So <laughs> we don't have to watch. Yes. The, the dreary scenery. Okay. Outside. Where is the uh, next Olympics? Because we're, I think we all need to vote for something in the Alps. That's what I say. Okay. Where yeah. is it? God, I know they've announced it. I'll look I that up. Okay. I think okay. It's not, up. it's not the Alps. I mean, the, is the summer yeah. olympics in paris but um uh i'll look it up while you start look it up well story. there's yeah. another announcement that we need to talk about and it was quite the announcement this weekend by queen elizabeth on the eve of her 70 70th anniversary uh to the start of her reign that she wants the duchess of cornwall aka camilla we know who she is to be queen consort when prince charles is king okay so this news broke. And at first, I have to say, Liz and uh, Leanne, I was stunned by this. Um, I think I've been pretty clear on Satellite Sisters about how I feel about Camilla, right? <laughs> I mean, that is... You've been crystal clear. <laughs> crystal clear. Mm -hmm. But then I started to think, well, you know, it's 2022. Uh, we've all been through a lot. And quite frankly, we've all watched The Crown at least twice. Okay, <laughs> think about that. All right, because that is really key to this, because then I started to think about Queen Elizabeth. I mean, she doesn't have many moves. Okay, think about it. Okay, she's got a very weak bench to work with. <laughs> yes, yes. Right. She's got Prince Charles. And as Alyssa in our Facebook group uh, wrote, Camilla is more likable than Charles. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then she's got Prince Andrew. Okay. He's under a giant investigation into his role in sex tra trafficking and being with underage girls. Okay. She has William. William is strong, but undoubtedly if, if she leaped over Char um, Charles and made William King, then you have Charles and Camilla. And they would obviously sabotage that situation. I mean, they've been, their duplicity, they're known for that, right? Yeah, I mean, right. Plus you can't just, we've seen the crown, so we know you just can't make up new rules. That's not the way it works. Okay, okay. And then you got Malibu, Harry, and Meg. They're yeah. out, okay, no way, okay? So, so she had to go with Charles, okay? And yeah. then by making Camilla the queen, think about this, she keeps the backlash that would go towards Andrew and the heat he's under, okay? 
that's now all redirected to Camillo. Okay, I, oh. I think that's good. Okay, you think so, that's the strategy? Uh, but it goes on. It gets it, it's more detailed than that, Liz, because then she takes the heat off of whatever Charles does, because you know he's going to be a dullard as king, right? <laughs> he's going to move into Buckingham Palace, and we're all going to be like, oh please, okay. So, but she hasn't lost her mind, as I know a number of people in the Facebook group thought that she had really just lost her mind. This is really a very shrewd move to protect the crown, right? People, and then so we're going to live through Charles and Camilla, and then the people will rise up and they'll put William and Kate in, and we're all going to live happily ever after. Okay. So, I mean, I really think that this is pretty clear. I think we should congratulate the queen on this move because I mean, that is really what she had to do. Now, Karen in our Facebook group wrote that, you know, it's been 17 years and why do we have to be so cruel to Camilla? Okay. And I good think point. she's just, a good point. Carrie uh, and Lynn and Debbie wrote that Camilla has been working very hard. I understand that. Uh, on the other side in our Facebook group, Marianne and Carol said, time does not heal. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what I say. But what I really say, it's all about the crown. And if you put it in that perspective, you understand this position and you understand how, you know, how we really just need to protect the crown. Okay. Well, we don't because we're American. We're American. So we, we, we took can... care of that quite a, a long time ago. <laughs> so few. I like anyway. the fact that part of your theory, Julie, is that the people are going to rise up and put in another monarch. Yes. That's a problem. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, people love oh. Kate. The power of Kate, Liz. Okay, think about it. All right. And William, okay, okay he's done nothing wrong. He, does, he doesn't really do much, but he hasn't done anything wrong. So, right. so I think... Yeah in a very good position. Okay. All right. Well, of course, we would like to hear from our British listeners on this because as Americans, we have really no skin in this game whatsoever. But Julie, that was a more thoughtful analysis than I would have expected from you. So thank you. Okay, <laughs> okay sisters, I want to get back to big Gen Z energy because I am feeling a lot of it lately. And my new hero... I love this kid. Jack Sweeney, freshman at the University of Central Florida. Here's what he did. He's the one who got a lot of attention this week because he figured out how to track the private jets of the world's least popular people, starting with Elon Musk, right? So mm -hmm. Jack Sweeney figured out how to track Elon's Gulfstream G650 and then created a uh, Twitter account that's at Elon Jet. So if you want to know where Elon is and, and where he's going, you can just go to follow the Twitter account. So, okay, first of all, skills. Gen Z has skills. I think we could just turn the whole world over to them right now, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you know, we have, we have major problems and they are smarter than we are. Okay, so here's the deal. So he's got at Elon Jet, but then apparently Elon Musk did not appreciate the attention. So, uh, so Jack said in November, all of a sudden his phone pinged and he got a direct message from Elon asking him to deactivate the account. And, and he was like, oh my gosh, Elon Musk just DM'd me. And the message was, can you take this down? It's a security risk. And then he offered Jack, my new favorite person in the world, 
$5,000 to take it down because he said he'd like to make it slightly harder for crazy people to track him. Well, okay. So what did Jack say? No way. He's not doing it for five grand. <laughs> I mean, five grand. He's a good negotiator. I think he said, he said he refused the offer because $5,000 was not enough to replace the satisfaction he gets from running the account. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that about Jack. And then, then there's some back and forth. Elon offered him more money. He said, well, maybe you could give me an internship or maybe you could just give me a Tesla. You know, I would take a Tesla, which I just think is a funny gambit. So then some other guys stepped in, some like car leasing agent in Florida who offered to give Jack Sweeney a three-year lease on a brand new Tesla if he took it down. And he, and he turned that down too, because he's like, I want my own car. I don't want to have to give it back in three years. If I got an actual Tesla, I would take it down. So, Okay. I love everything about this story so far. He's also tracking, in case you want to know, the whereabouts of Jeff Bezos, uh, Bill Gates, and Drake. Uh, there, he's, got, he's got them all. Uh, he's following all of them. How hard is it to track these planes? I don't understand. Apparently it's- not that hard at all. If okay. you have, yeah, you, you get their transponder number. The FAA does kind of sort of make this possible so oh, it's not, okay it's not like he hacked into any system it okay. just hasn't been used this way in the past i mean i'm sure the government uses it this way and other airline trackers use it this way but i don't, I don't know that it is, i mean i understand you love the spirit of gen z but you also <laughs> i mean it is sort of bordering on stalking and it is bordering on invading, you know, people's privacy and people, you know, public people that have giant, you know, public images, uh, you know, it is somewhat of a security risk, wouldn't I, you? Say? I totally understand that. I'm not saying and that, every- that, and that he's somewhat, he's, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's a crime or if it's, you know, it's, it's not a crime. Like, it, it seems super close to extortion in some ways, but uh, <laughs> it I don't is know. totally not that. Okay. He never, re- no, no, no. He never reached out to Elon. Well, now he he's never- negotiating. He said he's not taking it down. I know, but Elon is the one that started the negotiation. This kid was just trying to have some fun and it's Elon that turned it into a negotiation. So I understand what you're saying. I, I agree that extortion is bad. I do, I do not think this, this <laughs> I'm is glad we've, I'm glad we've established that. That's good. But what is interesting to me about this too is that the people objecting, Elon and others, I mean, they've sort of made a lot of their business out of violating our privacy, but, right? But so, good point, Liz. Excellent, so, excellent point. Yeah. So like the, we're not allowed to know where their jets are, but they're allowed to know every single thing about us from the trackers they put on us online. So I just find a certain irony in that, Julie. That's all. That's, no, I, I just find it, I find it ironic that uh, that now all of a sudden they want their privacy, but we're not allowed to have ours. You know, there's right. probably a better way to sort it out than Jack from the University of Central Florida. <laughs> I, I, I grant you that. Maybe we should give, okay, let's give Jack a few other assignments that would be less on the extortion fine line. Uh, I would like to ask him, I am being totally stalked, Julie, by Ruggable. Um, I, 
you know, at the beginning of the year, I needed a new kitchen rug. Uh I did a few Google searches. Now, every single ad in my feed is for a rug. So I would like if if he wants to like apply himself to that, I would be totally cool with that. What would you want Jack to do? I mean, for me, I, you know, I would like uh, Mark Zuckerberg to know the pain and humiliation and aggravating aggravation of having your Facebook page hacked and having your email directory have people receive messages, you know, wrong, wrong messages from you. So Mm -hmm. I would like him to know like what a pain in the neck that is when that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just so embarrassing. It that is would be embarrassing, good. humiliating, and yeah. aggravating. Yeah. If everybody in Zuck's email address got, is this you in this video? <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> True. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Jack, get on it. <laughs> I would just like my husband to occasionally return my text. I don't know if Jack can do anything about that. <laughs> just not that hard. just not that hard (laughs) okay uh when we get back we're going to talk a little bit more about workplace issues hey i wanted to mention if there are people out there who have not read the sweeney sisters that was my last book that came out in 2020 and it's a fun family story about sisters and and secrets and southport connecticut and there's a mix-up in the dna and there's lively dialogue so if you haven't read the sweeney sisters good news it's an ebook special for the next couple of weeks so you have to the 21st it's a dollar 99 now that's a great deal I mean, go ahead and download it anyway. Maybe you've read it. You just want to keep it around on your Kindle. Fantastic. But here's what's kind of fun about this. They changed the e-version. So now the end of it has an excerpt of my next book, Lost and Found in Paris. So my publishers were very busy getting to work and did that. So if you order uh, the ebook now at $1.99, you'll get a little taste of Lost in Paris, which comes out in April. So just wanted to let you know about that deal. That is exciting. Yeah. No, it's fun. It's fun that it's a little bit out there in the world. Can't wait. Leon and Julie here from Satellite Sisters, and we want to thank our friend Jenny Kane. Hi, Jenny. We love Jenny (laughs) Kane. You know, it's a California brand through and through, and we love their staples because it makes getting dressed so easy. Minimalist, effortless, but totally refined. And hello, Julie Dolan, that's kind of you, minimalist, effortless, and totally refined. What have you been wearing from Jenny Kane this week? Leon, I love the cocoon cardigan. It's perfect for the hot again, cold again weather we're having. You know, this is sweater weather. And you can just pop on that cardigan. And even if you're wearing something schlumpy underneath, all of a sudden you look elevated and you're ready to go. (laughs) You look minimalist, effortless, and totally refined when you wear the cocoon cardigan. Yes, I do, Leanne. Uh, I got compliments on it, too, because it's just the perfect thing to put on. Well, that's why we love Jenny Kane, is that everything is beautifully designed and really flatters the wearer. So we want to encourage you to check out everything over at JennyKane.com. You're going to find your new uniform. What is it that you want to put on that just perks up your your presentation? Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off their first order when they use code SISTERS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at JennyKane.com. And Jenny Kane is spelled J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E. JennyKane.com, promo code SISTERS. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Thanks, Jenny. 
We are so happy at Satellite Sisters to have BritBox as a sponsor. You know, we love it. It's the streaming home of the best British television with exclusive mysteries, crime dramas, comedies, documentaries, and more. Julie, what's your fave? Vera, I love this show. I'm on season 11. I mean, Brenda Blethyn is such a great actress. And the character Liz Vera, I don't know if you've watched it, but she's essentially Margaret Thatcher in a trench coat, okay? (laughs) She is bossing people around and solving crime. I love her. Okay, well, I want to especially recommend Archie. Archie's a brand new limited series. It's starring Jason Isaacs as Archie Leach. Who is he? He's the man who became Harry Grant. And oh. you know what's so interesting about this is it's sort of about how he became a star in old Hollywood, how he went from being Archie Leach to being Cary Grant. But also because it's him growing up in old Hollywood, there are a lot of people in the in the movie playing Doris Day, Grace Kelly, George Burns. It's little snapshots of what it was like to become a movie star back in the day. So I really enjoyed it and recommend. So sign up for BritBox today to stream Archie and any other fan favorites from any device you have. So we have a special limited time offer. Get 50% off your first month when you sign up for the monthly plan, but only if you go to BritBox.com and use our promo code SISTERS at checkout. Got it? Don't wait. Get 50% off your first month. Use promo code SISTERS at BritBox.com. We're back. We're the Satellite Sisters. All right, Liz, you, you've had a long and impressive work career. You actually had your own podcast called Safe for Work without us. She left <laughs> I went and produced her own podcast about workplace questions. So you're you're totally qualified to talk about workplace stuff. And there were a couple of things that came up this week. The first, of course, is the news out of CNN that Jeff Zucker was had to, was sort of forced to resign. So mm-hmm. what's the background here, and what are your thoughts on this situation, Liz? Well, here's the thing. He was um, the the company was doing an investigation into a series of issues, and they found out that he had this long running. Uh, romantic relationship with a woman who was a direct report to him and who was like a really his chief deputy. She ran marketing and communications and and they had been partners at work and apparently outside of work for a while. So um, that is against company policy. And so they forced him to resign, whatever, because he broke this really fundamental rule. And so there's been lots of discussion about this, uh, about, well, that's, is this right? Is this wrong? Is it la, la, la. Here, here's my take on this. Okay. Um, he was the boss. The people at the top who write the rules need to follow them. I, I think that, so that's point number one. <laughs> yeah, like, good point, Liz. Like, yeah. if the boss doesn't follow the rules, why should the rest of us? And, you know, I'm talking to you, Boris Johnson, too. You know, I mean, that's why the Boris Johnson story in the UK is so crazy. He's keeping all the Brits at home and he's having crazy garden parties. Uh, no, no, sorry. <laughs> if you write the rules, you need to follow them. I think that's okay. That's list all in point number one. Point number two is, the rules really do exist for a reason. So the idea that this is silly, I disagree with that. Um, you know, it's this is not, people have made the point, this is not a me too situation because this is a consensual relationship between two adults, both of whom are no longer married to anyone else, whatever. But it, 
it's not just that in the workplace. The person you are sleeping with should not be deciding your salary, your bonus, your promotions. That's just not fair for everyone else. Right, I mean, right. it's not fair That's, to the right, exactly, Liz. Yeah, it's not fair to the company. And yeah, imagine. I mean, I think we've all been in workplace situations where something like that is going on. And it really undermines your confidence in the fairness of the workplace, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And it, so, it's just uncomfortable for everybody involved. You have to sort of pretend you don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not normal. It's not right. It's not helpful. It, it always feels unfair. Right. right. And you're really not commenting on whether or not, you know, any you're not, a, you know, ascribing anything to the actual affair. Yeah. This is about fairness in the workplace. Right. Right. It's not, it's not about the affair. That just and all, that makes it unfair. Yeah. And all you have to do is disclose. And in, in my experience, the reason people don't want to disclose is because they like their cozy relationship. What what happens when you disclose is that in most companies, it means they have to change the reporting structure. So one person isn't in charge of the other person anymore. I've been in that situation where that's happened in companies where I've worked. And But the, the reason people don't disclose is because, no, they don't want to do that. They like it just like it is. So like the rules exist for a reason and they apply to everyone across the board as much as you can. So that's number two. But then number three, it does seem like the punishment doesn't really fit the crime. Like this, is this really so serious that you get rid of the head of your company? I don't know about that. I, according, I Googled around, it looks like Jeff Zucker got paid $6 million last year. How about you cut that down to $1? How about, that's what I would do. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, but he did lie, Liz, about- Okay, well, yeah. that's the next piece, Julie. Right, okay. exactly. So like, it's not just about, did you disclose or not? Apparently when the investigation began, he did not tell the investigators the truth. So once again, it comes down to the cover-up and not the crime. And once you blow your credibility as lying to your own company about something really fundamental, then you do have to go, right? Anyway, so those are sort of my three rules. The people at the top, if you write the rules, you need to follow the rules. The rules exist for a reason and the punishment should fit the crime. So don't lie about it. If the, if the crime is not that big a deal, really, then just fess up. But People want it their way, and so they don't. That's my take on Jeff Sucker. Okay, Liz, boss emeritus, thank you so much. Very <laughs> concise, very concise. It surprised me. Glad we had this discussion. Okay. You're absolutely right. I agree with you 100%, Liz, whatever you say. Uh, <laughs> never an issue here at Mudbath Productions. Never, <laughs> never had we this. We have issue. not, no, no, no. And there are no, no nude photographs either. That <laughs> continues to be uh, a really strong suit for us. Yes. <laughs> Okay, I have a quick follow-up. This week's pep talk I wrote about, um, the headline was uh, send the email Monday because I feel like since the beginning of the year, there has just been an extraordinary amount of weekend emails in my inbox. Like people feel the pressure to get back to work or, okay, I guess we've been in a pandemic for two years that we just have to start working. And, and as someone who actually usually works seven days a week, but doesn't always want to answer emails seven days a week, I feel this pressure to respond to them on Saturdays and Sundays. And Liz, I know this is a question you've answered a million times mm -hmm. on safe for work, but do I have to, but I just, 
just sort of annoys me that there are all these emails on Saturday for work things. Like, can't you just wait till Monday? Leanne, you can wait until Monday. I bend over, and this, I've been doing this for years. I bend over backwards not to respond to emails on the weekend because I don't want people to get into the habit of expecting me to respond to emails on the weekend. I mean, if it's some super urgent thing, yes. But if it's most of the time, it's just someone trying to catch up on their work over the weekend, which is totally legit, right? I don't like if you want to send an email over the weekend, go ahead. But I don't think it's fair to expect people to respond. But I've even tried not to send them on the weekend if I possibly can. Yeah. Because I just think we all, my God, we've lost all sense of boundaries between work and home and life. And like, that's just a fundamental boundary. I had a, I had a boss that when she sent out emails on the weekend in the subject line, it would say, you don't need to read this till Monday. And like, I just thought that was good to be super explicit about that. Um, Because when you see an email come in from a colleague or your boss, you feel like you need to respond, right? Yeah. 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 Even if they say don't respond till Monday, it's there. It's it's sitting in your inbox. Yeah. I think you have to have the Emily in Paris season two rule uh, as the French did. No work on the weekends. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's true. Well, you can also use these timers now on your email programs so that you can have it like queued up, ready to go. But Google Gmail doesn't send it out till Monday morning. That seems like a good use of technology. Right. Because I don't want to burden the 20 somethings on the other end. You know, I work with PR people at publishers or our, you know, our graphic designer or a web person. I'm just very conscious. Like nobody needs this in the middle of the pandemic. Let's just take a deep breath, like one day a week. So, but I found myself the last couple of weeks starting every Monday morning, like by apologizing for not responding to emails since Saturday afternoon. I'm like, this doesn't feel right. No, so no. I just want to check in with Liz. Okay. okay. Here's a, I don't even acknowledge that I received them over the weekend. I just really oh, try Liz. to. Yeah. yeah. See, that's very French. Do that. Liam. Yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, I acknowledge them Monday morning, right? There's no apology for them. Okay. Just because you're working on the weekend doesn't mean I'm working on the weekend because it does. It takes up your mind space, right? Yeah, it does. You just can't help but open it when you get it. And then you're thinking about it all weekend. So it's interesting that you think this is happening. I think it's happening more than ever. But like, I think the whole pandemic, it's been happening a lot since, you know, the pandemic began because people have just lost all sense of day or night or day of the week and all of that. <laughs> right. 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 Nobody knows it's Saturday anymore. Right. Uh, yeah. So hold the line, Leanne. That's my okay. advice. Hold the line. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, boss Emeritus. Thank you, Liz Dolan. <laughs> hey, you can do it, Leanne. Okay. Well, you know, it's time for Tuesday trends and I have some new vocabulary for you, uh, sisters. First of all, you know, fitness gadgets are supposed to improve your health but oftentimes they they end up making you feel worse. And there's a new word for it. It's called nocebo, okay? Okay, people know the concept of placebo, which is by by merely providing positive information, you can improve the perception of your well-being. Well, now that everybody's got a gadget on their wrist, uh, in some cases, you're getting so much, this stream of data that 
In some cases, it's making you feel worse. And I see this in my own home. I do not wear a gadget on my wrist. I do not need to because I am married to someone who wears a gadget on, a, on his wrist. He's a gadget. He's a, gadget. <laughs> he's a, he's a data-driven guy, okay? And he checks his sleep score every day, okay? And uh, in some cases, that's very helpful. Uh, but, in, but if he gets a score below 80, if he gets like a 76 on his sleep score, he's ruined for the whole day. He's just like, I had, even if he didn't feel like he had a terrible night's sleep because the gadget told him he had a terrible night's sleep, oh. you know, he, you know, it impacts his day. It's so it's a nocebo. Nocebo. Got you it. See this? Mm-hmm. So, and I think this happens to a lot of people. I mean, you see them, you know, walking around in circles because they haven't reached their number of steps, you know, and uh, uh, right, right. Yes. That would be, that's <laughs> Bloomberg reported on this and they said that this is particularly damaging for teenage girls that by oh. getting all this health data, which is supposed to help you re-optimize your health and your well-being they are viewing this data in a negative way. They're, it's it's a nocebo for them. Oh, so, yeah, it makes you really think about these gadgets. Uh, I never wanted one, and I love stories like this that prove you shouldn't wear one. So, <laughs> but, but I know other people love them, and I know that it really helps them get to where they want to be uh, in terms of their health and wellness. Uh, and so good for you. Okay. Have you shared the concept of nocebo with your husband or just, no, I, I plan to, I plan to, he got, he got a good score this morning. He was feeling good about things. So we'll take it up later today. Yes. Okay. Okay. Second, second new vocab word for you is snacksident. Let me spell that. That's S N A C C I D E N T snacksident. And what a snacksident is, is when you buy that family size chocolate bar and you're supposed to only eat one square and then you eat the whole bar. Okay. Okay. The snacksident. Okay. 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 Oh, I thought it was going to be when you pour the smoothie down the front of your shirt, something like that. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. Because I have a lot of those. Okay. That's something else. I'll get another term for that. But a snacksident. How about you, Leon? Have you ever... Have you ever found yourself in a position to have a snacksident? <laughs> this just makes me laugh. That's a funny word, snacksident. Well, I have an I have an issue with pretzels, like because it's one of the few snacks I can actually eat anymore because of uh, all kind of the operation I had and the colon cancer. So I'll just have a handful and then another handful and then another handful and then the back's gone. So okay. now I've just I've counter into you know counteracted that by just buying tiny bags of pretzels because okay. I know I'm going to eat the whole bag. That's it. Next, so, okay. Liz, are you snacksident prone or what? What do you think? I I mm, no, I'm more the physical accident part of it than I am. Okay. I try. Yeah. If Real, you're going to have a snack, it ends up on your shirt. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> How about you, Julie? Okay. Oh, definitely. Chocolate bar. That's it. Yeah. I mean, oh, I know, yeah. you know, I talked about how I was trying to buy um, some decoy items to cover up the chocolate bar I was buying at uh, Trader mm-hmm. Joe's the other week. And, you know, people had the great suggestion, well, just, you know, you only eat one square. That never happens. <laughs> I always eat the whole darn things. It's a snacksident. Okay. So it's just a snacksident waiting to happen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. 
Third and final trend, yogurt toast. Have you tried this? Okay, this is all over the internet. And, uh, you know, Leanne and Liz, you know, we love toast. We support toast here at Satellite Sisters. So I felt it was my job to, uh, to get involved with this. And you can look it up, okay? It's essentially a little Greek yogurt, an egg, some kind of sweetener. I use maple syrup, and then you can put any kind of fruit topping that you want. I used um, I used raspberries. Okay, and then mm-hmm. the next part of this is you're supposed to stick it in. Are you wait for this, sisters? Your air fryer. Okay. <laughs> Remember those? It all comes back to the air fryer. Okay, but here's the thing: because an air fryer is a convection oven, it gave me the courage to try the convection oven I have with my oven. I I have never used my convection oven. I didn't. I don't know. I like. I never learned how to use it, so I learned something new. okay? Okay. So I fired up the yogurt toast. Okay, with some raspberries on it, um, and here's my report. It's creamy, it's fruity, it's hot toast. Okay, mm-hmm. I like it. I think this is a winner. I would make this as a snack for my grandchildren. I'm not going to make it every day, uh, but I, I feel so empowered that I turned on my confection oven. <laughs> so uh, and uh, had myself some yogurt toast. Okay, it's not soggy. No, 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 Leanne. No, it sort of bubbles up and firms up. And, uh, you know, uh, again, because of the air fryer, <laughs> things happen. OK, just go with it. I mean, you can't just stick it in a regular oven. It wouldn't work. Uh, mm-hmm. So, OK. All right. Wow. That it was... does. It's not an appealing name. You know, no. yogurt toast just doesn't because it does sound soggy, but we will definitely take it. Definitely try it, Liz. I think cooking well, once you get that air fryer, Liz, I think you could be all over. <laughs> it's a nice little snack. Yep. You heard it here. A nice little snack. All right. Stay tuned. We'll be back. We have more entertaining sisters. Hi, all. It's Leanne Dolan from Satellite Sisters. And you know what my definition of self-care is? Any product from OseaMalibu.com. That's right. We love the beautiful body care products at OseaMalibu.com. And we love that they've supported Satellite Sisters for a long time. That's how it works. The sponsors support us. You support the sponsors. We continue to produce Satellite Sisters content for you. And you know what? We do it with really great looking skin. This is the year of Andaria Algae Body Butter. If you have not tried this amazing product yet, 2024 is your year because Andaria Algae Body Butter is Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable product. It makes a glowing choice for achieving your new year body care and self-care goals. I got to tell you, you put this stuff on. First of all, we've said it before, you want to eat it. Secondly, you put it on, it makes your skin feel so smooth and hydrated and that lasts for days. You know, have you ever had a beauty product that kind of fades out and an hour later you're like, what happened there? Not the case with the famous Andaria Algae Body Butter. It's not your typical body butter and that's why it works better. It's made with ingredients that's normally reserved for your face like the Andaria seaweed and the ceramides and it can transform your dry, crepey skin to smooth, soft and supple. 
So make it happen in 2024. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Mosia. Right now, we have a special discount just for our satellite sisters and misters. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SATSISTERS at OSEAMalibu.com. You get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head over to OSEAMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. We want to thank ButcherBox for being a sponsor of Satellite Sisters and a sponsor for a long time. We appreciate that kind of support. And listeners, if you love Satellite Sisters, we really believe you're going to love ButcherBox, where you can get incredible deals on premium cuts of beef. And deals this good are hard to come by even at the grocery store. All right. What we love about ButcherBox? Convenience. High quality meat and seafood you can trust that shows up right at your doorstep with free shipping always and you can curate that customized box plan. And you know who this is perfect for, Jewel? No, laying what? The meal preppers in your life, okay? Meal prepping now is being taken to a whole new level. We used to just think of it as making a few things on Sunday, but no, people are on top of it. They are planning out their meals for the week, and ButcherBox is designed for this. It's perfect. You get these proportioned, you know, high quality meat servings that come right in. It's right in your freezer. You can look ahead for the week ahead and go, okay, I've got chicken. I've got the salmon. I've got the scallops. Oh, I've got steak tips. Fantastic. My week is done. So if you're a meal prepper, you're getting organized with your meals this week, Butcher Box is for you. I absolutely love the quality. This is exactly how I plan my meals. Looking in my freezer, what do I have? Let's go. So we want to tell you, Satellite Sisters, about a great deal. The key to becoming a meal prep master, stay stocked up on the essentials. ButcherBox is here to help you do just that. They're offering Satellite Sisters listeners their choice of a weeknight meal must-have. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year, plus $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com sisters and use code SISTERS to choose your free offer and get $20 off. That's right, butcherbox.com SISTERS and use code SISTERS to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Thanks, ButcherBox. Well, sisters, um, last week was the official slash triumphant debut of Cooking with Liz on our new Satellite Sisters YouTube channel. And I gotta say, it was pretty fun for me. I hope people enjoyed it. Julie, you were in the audience. <laughs> I, I loved it, Liz. First of all, your kitchen looks bigger on the YouTube channel. I don't know why, but okay. it does. So okay. I'm enjoying that. And it was so easy and fun to join the ch- chat. Yes. Uh, I That really was uh, quite delightful. So I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's the key is the chat. Because people, like, just remember... Like, I'm not really teaching you anything. I'm just trying to learn. I I appreciate your corrections as I go along. So if you want to go look at last week's episode, it's posted there. And you can see what I did last week is I just kind of reset Cooking with Liz because there are a lot of new viewers. And I didn't want them to think that I'm really trying to teach people how to cook. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. That was really important to establish establish that yes yes i think it was important i think julie to kind of establish how unexpected this was that i would even be cooking at all right that's the concept here so uh so last week's episode was just sort of a concept reset 
But this week is when I'm really starting my, you know, I am Betty Crocker week. So this week on Thursday night, 5 p.m. Pacific time, I am going to be making impossibly easy cheeseburger pie. Woo! Okay. Well, no one will be confused that you're a real cook by making that recipe. So (laughs) setting the record straight. Okay. There are two things that appeal to me about this, Leanne. Number one, impossibly easy. That has my name all over it. Right. Right. Yeah. And then cheeseburger pie, as I said in last week's episode, like in a million years, Edna Dolan never would have made us cheeseburger pie. No, No. we we would have died for cheeseburger pie. It really would have been our favorite thing. Yes. (laughs) So moving on to things that like mom didn't make for us, but we deserve. And I, I just want to know how to make impossibly easy cheeseburger pie. So I'm doing that this Thursday. You can check it out live 5 p.m. Pacific time and make sure you log into the chat. But then I did make a change for next week. I was going to do a full on dessert, but then Nancy in the group reminded me that she has been pitching me on Sandy's recipe for biscotti forever right? She keeps posting it in the Facebook group. And, and in, in the chat last week, when I was talking about what should I make when I do some listener suggestions, I think what she actually typed is, for the love of all things Satellite Sisters, make the biscotti. So who's, who's Sandy? Sandy is another member of the group. Oh, oh, she yes. can really bake. I know who yes. you mean. I thought yeah. I was like, is who's, what is, I actually just Googled Sandy's biscotti. I'm like, what is she talking about? No, no. Okay. So right. I'm going to post a picture. What we have is a picture of Sandy's handwritten recipe. So that's what we have. I'll be posting that. So next week I'll be making the biscotti just because Nancy, I, just Nancy made it impossible not to make the biscotti for the love of all things satellite sisters Nancy I'm thrilled next week to be making Sandy's biscotti so those are the next two weeks and then I will keep you know announcing as I go along but anyway on the satellite sisters YouTube channel there's going to be all kinds of stuff it won't just be cooking with Liz but for now this is what we're doing and I hope you have fun joining us there's something about being live it's not just some YouTube tutorial it's live. So it's just another Satellite Sisters conversation. Join me. Right. But Liz, it's- congratulations. That's great. Good yeah. work. Okay. And it's 5 p.m. Pacific time, Thursday night, correct? Yes. Oh, correct. Okay. All right. All right. Well, moving on to entertaining sisters, I want to start with a quick follow up to Leanne's discussion last week where she had told the story about how she and her neighbor have become Mr. and Mrs. Kravitz of their neighborhood because they are watching what's going on. There's a house that's come on the market and they're all over this. Right. You are you're checking everything out. Well, I got the nicest note from a friend and a satellite sister listener, Cammy, And she wrote to say that Mrs. Kravitz, okay, the real Mrs. Kravitz, Alice Pierce, was her godmother. Can you believe this? Wow. Was her godmother, okay? And uh, in her house now, there is a beautiful Venetian painting that Mrs. Kravitz, Alice Pierce, gave to her parents uh, as a wedding gift. And now it's in Cammie's house. Isn't that nice? She didn't know um, um, Alice Pierce very well. Um, she played two seasons as Mrs. Kravitz on Bewitched, but unfortunately she died way too young. But how about that for a very special grandmother? Godmother. <laughs> wow. 
that's a nice, I'm sorry to hear that she died so young, but what a lasting imprint she's made. I mean, several other people in the Facebook group say they, they refer to themselves either as Gladys or Mrs. Kravitz. So yeah, she has left her mark that, from the village. That was team. quite a remarkable um, uh, character. And that's a very nice story. Hey, I have a recommendation for you this week. It is a new series. It's on Apple Plus and it's called Suspicion. Okay. And this is five ordinary Brits are accused of kidnapping the son of a prominent media mogul played by Uma Thurman. Uh, in an inexplicable oversized trench coat. I don't know. She's got <laughs> some trench coat. It's like, Uma, that's like eight sizes too big. Anyway, she's got that on. Okay, That's not really relevant. But there are five characters and they are trying to prove their innocence. But it's really like, do you believe them? Do you not believe them? Are they innocent? Are they guilty? It's, it's very suspenseful. This is based on the Israeli series, false flag, which I already recommended. Yes, you did. Right. Yes, I did. And it seems very timely to be talking about false flag. So anyway, I would recommend suspicion app on Apple plus Uh, it's, it looks like it's off to a good start. They've had uh, two shows, episodes drop uh, more on the way. So that's my recommendation. Okay. Good. All right. I have three sitcoms to watch. You know, I still enjoy the situational comedy format. And, um, and so, and surprisingly, some of these, these are all on network television. So here you go. You can find them on network or you can find them on Hulu, uh, where all network TV goes after it's on. Um, the first one is Abbott elementary. Holy cow. Have you guys seen this show? I keep hearing about how funny it is. It is so darn funny. It's just really like a fun family sitcom, but this humor is sophisticated enough that grownups will enjoy it. I mean, I laugh out loud every episode, a terrific cast. It's set in a primarily black elementary school in Philadelphia. And it's about the teachers like trying to do their best in underfunded school and the, the principal. Oh, the principal is just the best. She has all the best lines. She is just hilarious. Like the principal who doesn't really care about education or children, but she enjoys <laughs> being the principal. Great. You know, the, the young teachers that come in with their enthusiasm and the, you know, the seasoned teachers that have been there and seen that all. Plus I love the way the kids interact with the teachers. The kids are just very, um, very real. That's it's just well-written. It's smart. Uh, I just adore it. It's called Abbott Elementary. It's on ABC, but you can find all the episodes on Hulu. Okay. Okay. So that's for the fam. This is for like women out there in their thirties, forties, fifties, whatever. If you're in your life where you're pivoting, there's a new TV show called pivoting out there. Have you heard about the show? It's it's over on Fox and um, it was created by the woman who created girls, Jenny Connor. And it stars Eliza Coop, who's hilarious. Jennifer Goodwin, who's great. The dorky friend and Maggie Q as like the sexy friend. And these are three high, three childhood friends who their fourth friend dies in the first episode. And so they all reinvent their lives based on losing their friends. Like her death causes them to pivot from their current lives. And it's just funny. It's just fun to see women interacting 
all the characters are different. The situations are modern. Uh, I, Eliza Coop plays the mother who just doesn't, she's not really that into mothering, which is always a funny character to me because you usually see the opposite. So she's terrific. So it's just a fun cast, very sharp comedy, adult themes, adult themes. This is not a family sitcom, but I really the first five episodes. It's set on Long Island. Uh, super it's called Pivoting. It's on Fox, also on free, also on Hulu. And then the last one is called Single Drunk Female. And this is from Freeform and also on Hulu and uh, written by um, a writer producer who worked on the Connors, but also was a single drunk female in her 20s and now is writing a situation comedy about her recovery. So it's not the deepest uh, look at sobriety and recovery, but it is really funny. And uh, the star is terrific. She's she's really brings a lot of grit to the role. It's set in Boston, so there are a lot of good accents. There are a lot of good bars. There are a lot of you know. There's a lot of uptight people. Uh, the mother is Ali Sheedy. Good to see you again, Ali. Oh Great yeah, where's she been? Okay. Yeah. She does a lot of guest starring on things, Liz, but she has a sort of a nice juicy role as like the mother who ruined her daughter uh, in this one. So I think if you're looking for a super deep recovery show, this isn't it, but it is a funny show about recovery and, and uh, I really enjoyed it. So also that's on Freeform and also on Hulu. So that's Abbott Elementary, Pivoting and Single Drunk Female. Wow. That's a good list, Leon. Thank okay. you. Got some yeah. Laughing. You know, half hour sitcom. Bring them back. Let's go. Let's yeah. do it. Have yeah. some laughs. Yep. <laughs> I love a sitcom. Okay. Well, I'm going to recommend a nine-part podcast series that is on Audible. It's an Audible original, and it's called Self Center. So it's a very funny premise and a fantastic cast. Basically, it's a spoof of a wellness cult that dissolves into a spoof of a true crime podcast. I don't know how else to describe it. The basic logline is on Meg Everman's 40th birthday, she decides to treat herself to a weekend retreat hosted by Self Center, a health and beauty lifestyle brand led by celebrated model turned wellness thought leader, Enid Hargrove. Okay, and just wellness thought leader, you know it's gonna be funny, right? <laughs> right. Yeah like really sharp, funny writing about various wellness cults. Um, there's even a warning at the beginning that says, warning, this story depicts the life of a woman over 40. So you know you're, <laughs> you know you're in the right place when they start with a warning like that. The main character is played by Judy Greer, who's great. Uh, Jane Lynch is in it. There are all kinds of great people in it. And the, and the uh, wellness thought leader is played by Kim Cattrall. And oh, I personally, okay. I'm kind of happy to see the redemption of Kim Cattrall yeah. because I feel like since the return of Sex and the City or whatever they call it now, there's just been a lot of bashing of her as people look back to the original series. And like, I have no beef with her, <laughs> whatever. No, she's great. Yeah. Look, move on with your life, Kim. Good for you. So anyway, <laughs> it's. I would Leave say alone to listen to the series, Liz. Yes. Yes. I, so I would say that the, the first half is really good and really funny. The second half sort of goes off the rails, but I don't care. It was funny. So that's called self-center and the, the theme of the show or the tagline for the show is self-care will kill you. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> I like that. that's so you, you know where you're going once you see that. 
<laughs> okay. Oh, one last thing. Okay. I just wanted to mention the Oscar nominations came out this morning. We're not going to go into them, but oh God. Do I really have to go back back and watch The Power of the Dog by Jane Campion? <laughs> okay. So it got Violas. why you started it. It, didn't go it well. got 12 nominations, Julie. It's the top nominated film directed by Jane Campion. So of course we want to support a female director, but yeah, I started it. I got about 15 minutes in and I was like, no can do. Sorry, too depressing. Men on horses, just so many red flags for me. It was so I, I bailed after 15 minutes, but now it's like the most nominated film of the year and you want to support whatever. I don't know. So I'm really wrestling with the question, do I have to go back and watch the whole, the whole power of the dog? I don't know. Well, that's it. That's quite an endorsement. Quite an endorsement. <laughs> Can't wait to see that. Yeah. People loved it. Oh, all these serious cinephiles okay. talked about, I mean, maybe it is great. I just, I wasn't really in the mood. Okay. I think you should do what you want to do, Liz. What was your theme of the year? Flourish? Will you flourish? flourish yes. Will I flourish? Yeah. Do I need this? No. I don't know. I don't think so, Liz. Not from what you just said. Don't do yeah. it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't watch it. <laughs> really? That's what your sisters are here for. <laughs> Maybe I'll just watch West Side Story again. Yeah, good. Good idea, Liz. <laughs> flourish. I still haven't seen Belfast. I should watch that. That's that. Go over to Abbott Elementary. It's just yeah. a fun, good time. That's all a, I'm up for this year. That's an adorable show. I mean, you have, or go check out Suspicion. You have to see Uma Thur Thurman in this uh, giant overcoat. Okay. Okay. Please. Okay. Uh, is it as big as Nicole Kidman's coats in that <laughs> that HBO series from bigger, last year? Bigger, bigger, bigger. It's a bigger like, coat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but her hair probably isn't as big as Nicole's hair. No, it's not. It's oh yeah, the whole thing. But barely watch the scene. Okay. All right. We would like to thank Sergio Enriquez for engineering our show and making us sound great. Thank you, Sergio. A big thanks to Emily Loudermilk, who does our fun graphics. If you want to see Emily's work, you can follow us on Instagram at Sat Sisters or subscribe to Peck Talk. It's so fun to use Emily's graphics every week in our weekly newsletter. You just go to satellitesisters.com and a sign up sheet will pop up and just put in your email. And we don't sell our list or do anything. We have never monetized your email. Uh, in 20 years, much to our chagrin. We have, <laughs> we can barely get the email out. So don't worry. The email is safe for us. All right. All right. Uh, To-do list this week. Joel, what do you got? Okay. Well, you remember 2020, right? Apparently, apparently. Apparently. I had a lot of trips, airline trips planned in 2020, didn't take them. So all those airline miles rolled over and, you know, they've been fine, right? They're just rolling over. But no, no, I just got a notice. They're all about to expire. So now I, I now I'm like scrambling. I got to I got to plan some. I got to just fly somewhere. I got to use these miles before they expire. So that's my job this week is uh, to spend a lot of time on the phone with the airlines, book some flights. I'm going places. OK, okay. that's a good reminder. I have some in that category as well. Yeah, yeah, from 2020. You you, right. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Liz, how about you? Okay. Well, I'm just going to say Prince would be so proud of me. Uh, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago on the show that I was buying a new desktop computer. I hadn't had one in ages, but I picked out the nice iMac in purple because, you know, <laughs> my man, Prince, it arrived. So now I'm in the process of figuring out how to use a computer this big. I've just gotten used to living on a laptop all 
all these years and it does all these new things. So I'm, it's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of learning and it does everything faster, which was the so point. fast. Yes. So I'm super excited. Got the big Prince computer and I'm just working my way through all the new tools. So very excited. I'm excited for you, Liz. That's nice. It's a good treat. Very yeah. good. Um, okay. You, it, is, it is the the big game. Can we say the Super Bowl on the show or was <laughs> some marketer going to come after us? It's the big game <laughs> this weekend. No, it's the okay. Super Bowl this weekend. It's in LA and the Rams are in it. Uh, they are now an LA team again. And my friend's son actually plays for the Rams. So okay. I feel personally very wow. invested. Okay, you are Rams. close to the team, Leah. Yes. Very close yeah. to the team. Like yeah. when they when they won the championship game, she posted on her Facebook page all these cute photos from the field. I was like, okay, I feel in it. I feel invested now in this football game. So I'm going to be rooting for the Rams this weekend. Okay. Uh, this weekend in the big game. In the big game. <laughs> The All right. Game. That's it, sisters. Hey, have a great week. You too. You too, Liam. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>